Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Um, this is the first episode of Valentine's Day. My name is Val. Uh, wow, I never thought I would actually do this, but now that I'm doing it, it's a lot easier than I thought it would be. Um, I am a senior in high school, and I'm about to turn 18 years old, and it's always fascinated me how they say that single people give the best advice. And it's also always fascinated me how I seem to be at the center of all of my friend relationships while being single for 17 years. So this podcast is going to be an opportunity to test out that fact and to give you guys some much needed uh, advice on high school relationships because trust me, I know from semi-personal experience and just from observing that they can be really difficult. It's a lot to handle and I think a lot of people underestimate how tough it can be. You know, you have to deal with a lot of things. People who only want sex from you or people who just want to use you to make a spectacle of you. But there's also so much more. When do you have sex? When do you have your first kiss? Do you go on a date before you start actually being boyfriend and girlfriend? How do you court someone nowadays? Do you shoot them a DM on Instagram or Snapchat? Do you show up to their house with flowers to ask for their last name? It's very, very confusing, and it's one of those things that a lot of people don't know how to do. So they just kind of say, you know what, heck it, and they do what they want until they find someone who sticks. And while that may work for some people, and it's probably a very, very mildly effective way of dating, there are so many more ways that will probably ensure less heartbreak, and I'm here to tell you about some of them. So I guess we'll start with the basics. You're in high school. You know, you just got out of middle school. You just had your first ever, or maybe second ever, graduation ceremony. I am Canadian, so for us Canadians, uh, I only graduated once, and you know, you're fresh into high school, and is the first thing that is on your mind dating finding a significant other and a lot of people underestimate how much of high school and how much of your high school and college lives are just about dating the grades they don't really seem to matter because you're at school regardless you know you're there for seven hours a day no matter what so why not add something fun why not add an element where everyone can enjoy it but not everyone does Dating is one of those things that eventually you will get your heart broken. It's really sad to say and it's really sad to hear, but it happens to everyone. Whether that's your grade 9 boyfriend breaking up with you because he found out that Stacy's got a better butt than you do and that she is actually going to send the pictures that he wants and then they'll break up in a week. Or it happens when your boyfriend of three years breaks up with you because the girl that he told you not to worry about is the girl that you should have been worrying about. There are so many things, so many factors, so many variables that go into dating, and I think that a lot of adults, especially people of the older generation, kind of underestimate how stressful it is for teenagers. And that's why I'm here. I am here to help. I am here to give you the advice that maybe you don't want to always hear, but will help you. I am your love doctor. 
I'm your counselor. You can come to me with your issues, kind of like an advice column, and I will answer as many questions as I possibly can. I will try to make you feel very at home and very safe, and I will try to give you the best advice possible in order to protect your heart. So, let us get started. Okay, so... I guess the first question is, how do I go about dating when I start high school? Like I said, you're grade 9, I was 13, but most people would be 14, and dating is something that seems like this big, great wall staring you in the face. Because on one side of the spectrum, you have the people who seem to trip and fall effortlessly into relationship after relationship and it just happens so naturally for them and then you have the people who actually have to try and it's really tough for us because we don't always end up successful so i'm going to teach you how to go about things um high school is a very strange place you have to be social but antisocial. you can't talk to everyone because that will destroy your entire life and your sleep schedule but you do want to have friends so i guess that's the first step to go about dating is making friends look at people that you would see yourself around on a friendship basis at first and go from there. I will never forget that the fact that one of the first people I ever had a crush on stepping into high school was somebody that I was introduced to by a mutual friend and uh, we ended up becoming kind of friendly and it was just nice. Friends are safe. Friends are people that you can talk to, that you get along with, people that support you and those are the qualities that you want to look for in a partner so friends friends are the first step now obviously it's not easy to go about making friends of the opposite gender but that's one of the things you have to work on be social i personally am a clown i fully admit that so when i go about making opposite gendered friends i usually try to say something funny um myself and make them laugh and make them want to befriend me if that makes sense but that doesn't always work for people um jokes are a good way to go about it i've seen some people do pickup lines which is also a good way to go about it but you know the classic hi this is my name what's your name is always a good way to start try to seem relaxed keep your shoulders back keep your head up take some deep breaths um maybe research like if you're okay if you're somebody who isn't super up to date on what's trendy you like to do your own thing you don't really pay attention to a lot of social media it might be a good idea to research a couple popular pop culture things before you go into it because i remember that one of my friends uh she kind of keeps to herself likes to watch anime she's not super into modern music or tv um went up to somebody started talking they asked her about american horror story and she was so far in over her head so try to you know find some common ground um i personally like compliments i think compliments are such an easy way to make someone feel relaxed so when i look at someone and i decide yes you are going to be my friend and i am going to cause chaos with you i typically tend to very discreetly look them up and down a couple times and decide on something that i like about them 
that's usually never too hard for me. I go for shoes. I'm a shoe nerd. So I'll go up to them and they'll be like, hey, I really like your shoes. And then they'll be like, really? And I'll be like, yeah. And then conversation just kind of starts from there. Um, that's how I tend to do things. It doesn't always work because I am a little bit socially anxious. So I don't always actually make the first move and go up to people. But when I do, it tends to work. Um, so now that we've covered friendship now that begs the question how do we navigate from friendship into relationship without getting caught up in the dreaded friend zone so i'm gonna throw a statistic in your face really fast um or just a general thought it is actually proven that women can grow to love somebody so men i wouldn't fear too much about the friendship zone or the friend zone because it doesn't really exist it does in the sense that there will be guys that we're not attracted to who will be put in the friend zone and they will never leave but it doesn't exist in the sense that you may be put in the friend zone but that doesn't always mean that you're stuck there so you know just because you're on second string doesn't necessarily mean that we can't bump you up if we don't feel like it so be cautious however women doesn't usually work that way for men kind of sad i know but the research does show that if a man isn't attracted to you at least a little bit when he first meets you there's not much of a chance that he'll ever be attracted to you romantically in that way and as much as that's sad to hear it's actually a lot easier for us to start weeding out the unlikelies at a very early stage so if you like someone boy or girl and you that transition from friendship to relationship it's all about trust and stability let me tell you something high school is one of the most unstable places you will ever enter into your life there are so many things like mental health and just toxic friendships that will make you feel so unstable and throughout all of that when you look back on those times what you want to remember are the people that made you feel stable and gave you a very safe ground when you didn't have one so trust is a big thing and i think that i went into high school with the connotation that the only way that i could possibly trust someone is by telling them my secrets and vice versa but that's not how that works trust is something that you earn over time not just by telling people your secrets but by respecting their privacy by making them know that they always have you to talk to and that you will always be there my best friend someone that i will forever trust has made me trust her by basically just remaining there when everything in my life was kind of disappearing um now if that sounds like a long process it's because it is i think a lot of the time we as teenagers forget that you shouldn't be dating just to date and that sounds stupid because we're in high school and you're gonna date a million people by the time you get to college and by the time you get out of college and most people don't fall in love and marry the people that they date in high school but that doesn't mean that you shouldn't date with the aim of being with that person long term so if it only takes you two days to get into a relationship why would you expect to get two years out of it precisely long-term commitment means that you need to 
take a long time to work for it because you don't just get rewarded for things that you didn't work for. And that brings me to my next little talking point here. You can't expect to get into a relationship or you can't expect to get the results you want from somebody if you're just handing everything that they want over to them. And that sounds very confusing, but I promise you it's not. Now this problem, I guess, stems in two different directions. One is this. If you want to be in a relationship with somebody, you want them to trust you, you want them to feel safe around you, you can't just be there when they're happy. You can't just be there when there's no work involved. You have to put in the work. You have to stay through the ugly times so that they know that you're always going to be there. Because otherwise, how are they supposed to trust you? How are they supposed to feel like they can be themselves around you? And the other part of that stems directly into the place that you should not go under any circumstances. Friends with benefits relationships are relationships based around hooking up. A lot of what we do as teenagers today is just hooking up. It's just mindless sex. And that's not a bad thing. If that's what you want, then that's what you should do because it's your body and you have the right to do whatever you want. However, I know a lot of my ladies will feel what I'm about to say. Have you ever, like, maybe seen a guy on Instagram, you DM'd him, you guys talked, you got a Snapchat, you thought he was really cute, and, you know, you're like, yes, finally, something's going good for me. Like, my grades are slipping, I got kicked off the volleyball team, my parents are just out to get my whole life, but this boy, this boy's gonna save it all because he's gonna sweep me up off my feet, we're gonna go on cute dates, he's gonna cuddle me when it's cold outside, and then you get one of two questions a send nudes question mark or b want to trade question mark and then you just think to yourself why is it that the universe why is it that all of the gods and goddesses that i hear about in school are out to get me and i'm trying to tell you that you can't expect a guy to want to work hard for you if you're giving them everything they want and that probably sounds like i'm telling you to withdraw and withhold any type of affection from them now listen i personally not a picture sender we can trade pokemon cards if you like but other than that you're not gonna get anything out of me and that's just my personal philosophy i've seen many a girl send a picture and have it leaked to an entire school of people I've heard many a cautionary tale, but if that's what you're about, then you do that. But here's what I'm going to tell you. You can't expect a guy to want to work hard to be in a relationship with you if everything that he wants out of the relationship he's already getting. That's like saying, here, I'm going to hand you a million dollars and tell you after the fact that you have to work for it. Why would I work for it? I already have the million dollars. Now, what I'm trying to say here is that the biggest mistakes that will ever be made by most teenagers in relationships is thinking that sex and sending nudes and casually hooking up means nothing because it doesn't and let me tell you it means everything i'm not saying don't hook up don't have sex don't send nudes but if your goal is to marry james and james's goal is to see your body and you're letting James see your body, you're not gonna get the ring. You're not going to, it's not gonna work. What you need to do is look at James and you need to tell him, listen, if you wanna see my body, you're gonna have to put in the work. 
it's not just something I'm gonna give you just like that. And the same goes for guys too. Guys, I know that some of you out there feel this. I know that there's that one girl that you want and she just doesn't want to work for it. She wants everything to be handed to her and you need to look at her and you need to go, no. It's not the 1920s, guys. It's not that time anymore. Now, me, I am a romantic. I love hearing sappy, long love stories about guys who bring flowers to a girl's doorstep to ask for her hand in marriage, but it's not that time anymore. We live in an age where if I want to see a naked guy, I can type certain words onto my phone and have 300 naked guys pop up. We're in an age of instant gratification. We're not having to work for love anymore, and that's a really sad thing. And to some of you, you've already clicked off because this sounds stupid and you don't understand anything I'm talking about. But to some of you, you're sitting there nodding your heads like, yeah, I get it. I do. And to you, I want to tell you that you're not alone. Now, I'll admit that little stint about having them work for everything was a little bit off topic, but it was necessary because I've seen so many people rush into a relationship and rush into having sex and rush into all of the great things that come out of a relationship before the fact and get their heart broken because they didn't wait, they didn't take the time. And sometimes not waiting works, you know, if you're Mila Kunis and what was it, Justin Timberlake, then sometimes not waiting works. You can have sex, you can be casual and you'll fall in love and that will be that. But it doesn't always work. <sighs> I personally am someone who I would like to think that nice guys still exist. I'll never forget in like 2013 when the term F-boy was coined. And that was the term that was used for the rest of the year, and it's still used today very, very heavily. But I'll never forget when it actually, like, first started popping up, and I was like, hmm, seems interesting, like, I wonder what that is. Now, back in 2013, it was those guys who wore their soccer jerseys to school, and wore nothing but Adidas and Nike, and they played soccer and basketball and every other single sport at recess and didn't have time for girlfriends because they were going to be athletes. It was those guys who, I guess back in that time, would have dated you just to like maybe get you to kiss them, maybe cop a feel, and then dumped you. But now it has such a malicious meaning under it because of what men and women, because you know, there are F-girls too, men mostly have shown that they're capable of. This is kind of just one big rant because there's a lot to get out in this episode, but I promise you we will be making some headway into some very important topics. So with that, a topic change. I want to talk about the importance of getting to know your partner before you start dating them. And this isn't just because you don't want to find out two weeks into the relationship that they're a stalker psychopath named Joe Goldberg, who is watching your every move. All of my new season two on Netflix fans say hey. But 
I think it's important to realize that you can never truly know somebody. Never. You can know as much as they let you know. If I told you my favorite color is blue, you'd have to believe me because you would think, why would she lie? Because as far as you know, I'm just, you know, a senior, 17-year-old girl, so why would I lie? What would I have to lie about? What would I have to gain from lying about my favorite color? But it's true, it happens all the time. Girls and guys go into relationships thinking, this person is so sweet, they would never hurt me, I love them so much. But that's what they wanted you to think so that they could get you into a relationship. And I've seen it so many times. Guys and girls, personal friends of mine, have gone into a relationship and within two months broken up because they're not who I thought they were. They started changing. Things weren't the same anymore. It got boring. They weren't as fun. They didn't feel like they had to try anymore because we're in a relationship. Do you see what I'm saying about instant gratification? Do you see what I'm saying about the thought that I could sign up for Tinder or Bumble or Yubo or any of those other apps that claim to help you find true love and if I was 30 it would be eHarmony or maybe Christian Mingle and it would be that they would match me with someone whose interests align with my own, someone who's maybe in my area and they would tell me that this person might be right for me. Now, I did a little research into dating apps for this episode, and the one thing that I found is dating apps are the biggest scam. Like, they are the biggest scam. And like I said, this whole episode is just going to be a rant. So, I mean, if you're thinking you're going to get any useful information out of the first episode, you probably won't. That'll start next week when I post the next episode, but this episode will be a rant, just me talking about everything that has to do with love under the sun. And the first thing is dating apps are a scam. They're a scam, I'm telling you. Now listen, I will never forget when Tinder first came out, like when I first heard about it. And I was like, oh yeah, it's just like eHarmony, like it's an app for old people, you know, they meet each other, they fall in love, they get married. And that's not to say that people over the age of maybe 30 don't look for casual sex, but I find that it's less likely, and there's probably studies to back that up. But I will never forget looking at one of my friends from last year, and she was a senior, and I was a junior, and she was talking to me about how she met her boyfriend on Tinder, and she was 17, and he was like 21, and they were gonna go hook up, and she was like, yeah, I'm gonna probably gonna ghost him. What, what do you mean? What do you mean? What? Now listen, I've said before, I'm a romantic, I could never do a casual hookup. My frail, fragile heart couldn't handle it. But it boggles my mind how today we've normalized casually hooking up. And that's not a bad thing, guys. I'm not shaming anyone who chooses to do that. Because it's your heart. It's your business. And only you are going to know how you're going to feel at the end. But what I have to say about this is... Why have we stepped into a generation where the thought that you could have sex with someone and then just not care is encouraged? Like, I'm completely contradicting myself, but I guess these are just my personal opinions. I, I would 
hate that. I would hate that. And maybe it's because in my head, sex is a kind of special thing. Not specifically like, oh, you know, I have to wait for the one. Like, I just know he's going to be the one. And it's going to be when I'm 45 and already married. Those, that's not what I believe. I believe that it should be with someone that you feel like you love. And whether that be the guy that you dated for a month and a half in freshman year or the guy that you dated for a year and a half during junior year is your business. But it just boggles my mind how we've taken this app that was meant to help you find love, like real, I want to marry you kind of love, and turned it into, hey, I live here, you live here, want to hook up and never talk to each other again? It's so strange to me. It's so weird. Maybe it's because I'm underage and I can't use Tinder, so I don't understand. But it's such a weird thing. Um, so, that same friend, she had like three other boyfriends that year. And she met them all on Tinder. And now she's dating this guy. She is, what, freshman in college? She's dating this guy. They've been going long term, so I'm proud of her. Um, yeah, what's another thing that I'd like to state my opinions on? I'd like to talk about, I'd like to take a minute to talk about something that I think is a very big part or plays a very key part in high school relationships, and that's how you view yourself. I spent a lot of my childhood getting made fun of for things that now I realized were never wrong with me. I was taller than everyone else in middle school. I am 5'8" and I am from Canada, so there is a lesser population of tall people, specifically tall girls, um, especially where I grew up, so I was taller than everyone, and for those of you who don't know, there's this thing called the giant effect, where if you put someone who's, let's say, six foot around a bunch of people who are like five eight, five seven, it'll not only make them look taller, but because they are so much taller, it makes them look wider. So I had a problem with the way that I looked for a very long time. I still do. still have very, very deep running insecurities. And, you know, those kids that I went to school with will probably tell you that it was all a joke and that they didn't mean to hurt my feelings and that they were all just playing around. But I didn't take it that way and I never saw it that way and that's fine, okay? I'm over it. It was middle school. Like, I'm not obsessing over it anymore. But what I'm trying to say is there are things that you just, you can't expect a relationship to fix and for the longest time I just thought that if I got into a relationship and I got with a guy who told me I was beautiful and told me that he didn't care that my legs were the size of his whole body then I would I guess I don't know feel better about myself but I realized that that's not quite the case And for some people, like I said, it works. There are people that I know who have really big insecurities, but they're working to cope with them, and the person they're with is helping them, and that's fine. There are people I know whose self-confidence is at an all-time low, and they're in a loving relationship, and it helps them forget about it, and that's fine. But I feel like, why would you not want to go into the relationship feeling your best? that's why people say things like you can't love someone else until you love yourself because i think to a point it's kind of true like why would you give your all to someone when 
you can't even give your all to yourself because at the end of the day i'm gonna tell you something that's gonna sting and for everyone who's in a year plus relationship they're gonna listen to what i have to say and scoff because how could i ever you're the only person you have the only person now i love my family i love my friends i love you know the people around me but I'm the only person that I'll ever have, except for my best friend. She's not going anywhere. She knows way too much, and if she were to ever leave, I would have to kidnap her because she could ruin my reputation with one sentence. However, I don't have anyone else, okay? I have friends, yes, but long-term, if they decided to abandon me, who would I have? Myself. I would only have myself, and it's the same for a relationship. You only have yourself. You only have yourself to love if that person leaves you so love yourself because there is no one else no one else can love you the way that you need to love yourself and no one else can teach you how to love yourself properly that has to come from you it's like people who try to force their friends and family who are alcoholics or dealing with substance abuse into rehab you can't force them into rehab because at the end of the day until they want to get help until they want to fix what's going on they're not gonna listen so for all of you girls and guys out there who are sitting there insecure because maybe you were picked on as a kid maybe the kids at your school weren't the nicest and they said mean things and they made you feel inferior for those of you guys who are sitting there thinking that once you get into a relationship once you just you know have the confidence to get into a relationship that your confidence will grow i'm here to tell you that it might happen for a little bit and in those fleeting moments when he calls you beautiful and smiles at you and tells you that you look pretty today and tells you that he likes your makeup or tells you that your legs look fine in that dress you'll probably feel really good about yourself but that will not last forever relationships are something that need to be built and worked on but you need to build up and work on yourself first because you are a badass because you are an amazing wonderful person and anyone would be lucky to have a relationship with you and i mean that with every fiber of my being so please love yourself please like i know that it's hard and i know that it sucks trust me i went through it okay time for a little bit of backstory up in this business um so so like i said i was taller than everyone else so i had the giant effect i looked wider by comparison and it didn't help that all of my friends were small five foot two skinny white girls who could fit into any clothes they wanted because that was what was you know how we go through ages where you know being curvy is popular and back maybe 15 years ago being skinny was popular in that school being skinny was also popular we used to shop at garage and forever 21 where the models looked like from size zero up to maybe size eight i never really saw anyone who was over that and that was what was popular but even then in my school it was worse and i don't know if maybe i just went to a bad school like maybe i just went to a school where the kids were just overly focused on looks but that was what it was like i'm sorry i would just like to take this moment to say that i am using apple headphones 
so if you can hear any kind of gross noises coming from my mouth or if you can hear like my headphones hitting something i will be buying a microphone eventually so yes please just um bear with me here but that's what was popular that's what was in was being skinny and i was 5'8 almost what 130 pounds i was a dancer so i was very muscly and i didn't have what was considered the best body nor did i have what was considered the prettiest face because up until the seventh grade i was like what 180 something pounds like i was very heavy and i had lots of baby fat i am black so we all went through that time where our hair was just a mess that I will choose not to speak on because that just opens up a whole door of insecurities. But like I said, I wasn't the cutest kid. But then you have these girls who, I guess, in comparison, listen, I'm going to be honest, in comparison, they weren't that cute. We, I feel like 2003 was the last generation to have an awkward phase. Like, I feel like everyone after 04 kind of just goes from being, like, super cute as kids to super cute as teenagers. Whereas me and my friends, we all had that, like, three-year awkward phase from 6th to 8th grade. Or, like, 6th to ninth grade. Where we all looked really awkward and short and tall and pimply. And we all were gaining and fluctuating in weight. And we all just didn't have a sense of style and we all looked like messes. Some of my friends didn't have to go through that. But most of them did looking back at it now i can see you know like they were going through that phase too but mine just seemed so much worse and it didn't help that i had a very loud mouth and i don't like to uh mind my business and therefore i got into fights mostly with guys who would make some very mean comments and that destroyed my self-esteem absolutely destroyed it because it felt like i could never win i didn't have any guy friends and every guy i liked liked one of my friends so i was there for the dutiful friend who helped them to get together i made a lot of dumb mistakes i said a lot of dumb things and i hurt a lot of people in my efforts to try and become i guess popular or cool and i regret them but at the same time they've made me question if i really am a troll like <laughs> i remember i went through a year a 10th grade year where i cried looking in the mirror because i could not understand why i look like that like i'm just looking at myself like why do you look like that why why like why couldn't i have been born pretty that was the hardest thing i've ever had to deal with because I saw so many of my other friends, gorgeous girls, getting into relationships, having friends, having people be interested in them. And like I said, dating is your whole life in high school. Okay, anyone can have friends. That's that's pff, that's lame. Anyone can have friends. But if you can get a member of the opposite sex interested in you, do you know how powerful you are? Do you know how much power you hold in your hands? just seemed like I had to try so much harder than everyone else, and I think that's where a lot of my insecurities stem from. Um, I would just close a little more personal information. Uh, I was never the kid who wore, like, super brand name things. Like, I wasn't poor, don't get me wrong. My family and I, we've always done okay. But, but, my dad and my mom didn't really see the point in buying very, very expensive things considering the fact that I was growing like a weed. And I grew like 
five to eight inches in a span of four years and I was always growing so I never had expensive clothes or expensive shoes because I was always buying new ones and that was something that I got made fun of for a lot so when I finally finally joined the club and bought Converse because those were the popular shoe at my school all of the girls in my friend group had them you know, we had all agreed we're gonna buy Converse. We're gonna be so cool. We're gonna be like a gang. You know, it's gonna be like a sign of our friendship. Everyone else bought them, and I was late to the party. And I finally got them. And I will never forget hearing for so many weeks that I was copying everyone else in my friend group. And it's like, what? Like I couldn't win. I could never win because when I wore off-brand shoes, I got made fun of. And then when I finally bought shoes that were on-brand because I wanted to match with my friends and feel like part of the group, I got made fun of. And I guess all I'm trying to say here is that you, as a high school student, are going to encounter so many, I was going to say opportunities, but that's not the right word, so many times where you're going to look in the mirror and you're going to look at yourself and go, why? Why? And you're going to want to cry. Whether that's because you're a guy and you're too skinny or you're too short, whether that's because you're a girl and you're flat or you're way too curvy, I want you to know that you yourself are amazing, you're beautiful, and you deserve everything in the world, and relationships will come. If there's one thing that I can say, it's that as much as I hate hearing it from adults when they talk about how, oh, just, you know, wait, you know, you just, you just have to wait, you know, your time will come eventually as much as I hate hearing it, they're kind of right. It will happen eventually for everyone. You will get into a relationship at some point. And as much as it seems like the most important thing in the world, because it's literally all that everyone talks about at any point, just remember that there are people who peak in high school and never again. And that thought alone has kept me very happy with my single life because there are people who in high school they're just everything you know they're the ish and everyone wants to be them everyone wants to date them everyone wants to sleep with them they're amazing you know they're so gorgeous and then you see them 10 years later after you've had your amazing glow up lost some weight gotten your hair and makeup in check you finally made weight class for wrestling you finally feel confident in yourself and the things that you do and the decisions you make. You see them on Instagram. I was going to say Facebook, but that is not this generation. We do not use Facebook. You see them on Instagram five, ten years later, and they're still dating the same kind of people. And they're still living in the same places, and they're still going through the same stupid high school drama. And to some people, that may not sound so bad. Like I said, all down to personal preference. You do you. But to me, I would hate, absolutely hate, to peak in high school. Because I, I've i got big dreams, okay? I've got big dreams. I want to be a singer. No, I will not sing. In case anyone actually watches this podcast and decides to ask, I will not be singing. But I want to be a singer, and I would hate to peak in high school simply because what would you do after that? Like, you peaked, you had your time, your 15 minutes of fame, that time period where everyone loved you, everyone wanted to be with you. So what do you do now? You just go about living a normal life. Just a normal 
life and most of the time I want to say this with a lot more conviction than I'm going to but I don't have the numbers so I'm not gonna just be spouting nonsense but in my personal experiences most of the kids who peak in high school or middle school who are popular and fun and everyone wants to either be with them or be their friend most of them live in very very small towns where nothing exciting ever happens and where the only thing that they do after high school is to work at a grocery store or maybe they go to college they become a doctor and me like i said i've got big dreams i've always thought outside the box and i've always hated the idea of doing something just so boring and professional so yeah that was my little rant about self-love um I think it's really important going into relationships. I think that you need to know how much you're worth. And I think that you need to make it known to that person that you know how much you're worth. So that they don't treat you any less than what you deserve. Um, I didn't think I was going to talk about this because I wanted to believe that it wasn't something I needed to talk about. But I think I need to touch on it anyways. I think we need to have a little talk about consent. Uh, This is a very, very important topic, especially nowadays, you know, with the Me Too movement and things like that, where girls are finally starting to speak out about them being sexually assaulted. I want to make it extremely clear that I am not a, I'm not a lover, or what would I even say, supporter of sexual assault. I don't think anyone is. I don't think anyone with a sane mind is a supporter of sexual assault, but I want to make it extremely clear that you don't have to touch someone, you don't have to put your hands on them to sexually assault them, and I'm going to be explaining that in a second, or to harass them. Men, I am talking to y'all. Women too, you guys do it too, okay? We are all about equality on this, on this, um, podcast so yes women we are talking to you too because it does happen and i've seen it happen i've heard it happen but men you do have a little bit more of a reputation when it comes to this so we are primarily talking to you i want to express how i want to talk about how sometimes guys will harass girls without knowing that they're harassing them and sometimes without even caring um i remember i had a friend who was sexually assaulted and she told me about it and I was really sad I was really upset and I was like damn like I'm so sorry having like I didn't like what do you say to that that's that's another thing like what do you say to someone who tells you something like that what do I say to you like that sounds like something that I would never want to talk about but here we are crazy because she was like you know I don't know like maybe I maybe I maybe I wanted it maybe I said something that was misleading and that right there is the reason that we are talking about this if you send a girl on this an unsolicited picture of your penis and she has not asked you for it you are sexually harassing her and I will call the police sir I will call the FBI. You need to stop making it okay and making excuses for guys who do stuff like this. And boys, I'm going to say something that you're probably not going to want to hear. Stop defending your friends for committing crimes against women. Stop it. 
because I know that most of you have parents who taught you that it was wrong for a very young age, but because of your skewed senses of loyalty, you will feel like you have to defend them and you have to lie for them, but you don't have to. Consent is something that is a basic, it's not even a right, it's a basic human necessity. You don't get to put your hands on someone or harass them or send them inappropriate pictures without them saying yes to you. And yes is not I don't know. It's not a, um, maybe. It is a yes. Okay? It is a yes. It is them giving you their permission to touch their body or to send them a photo or to say something provocative to them. And you guys need to stop, females too, defending your friends who commit crimes because if they didn't commit the crime, they probably wouldn't be getting prosecuted for it. Now, that's not to say that all sexual crimes go punished, because we all know that that's not true. But if they didn't commit the crime, they wouldn't be getting punished for it. And I think that's a lot... That, I think that actually has a lot to do with something else, which is a little less relevant, but it's the same thing that I see a lot of the time, where guys will post their friends from Toronto. Like I said, I'm from Canada, I'm from Ontario, but guys will post their friends from Toronto who, like, got in trouble for Grand Theft Auto, or, like, killing a guy, like, killing a man, and they'll be like, oh my gosh, like, free my friend, please free my dogs, and I'm like, sir, your dogs, your quote-unquote friend, um, killed someone, he committed murder? So I think he's right where he needs to be. And maybe that's just me. Maybe that's just my mindset. But I don't think I would be defending someone who committed a crime. Like, I, I just... I don't understand it. Um, we live in a society where instant gratification is very, very dangerous sometimes. I can't tell you how many times I've gotten that on Snapchat and... I don't know who it is so i add them back in order to investigate the situation and i open my phone to a very excited person um or i guess a very excited part of their body and i just feel this 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 feeling of disgust this feeling of like dirtiness almost because i'm like why are you doing this to me right now i didn't ask for this i didn't request this and i wouldn't even if i could That's a, that's a lot of talking that I just did. Um, when this episode goes live, I'm not going to listen to it because I hate hearing my voice on video or on recording, but I think that's where I'm going to leave this off for this episode. Um, this was just a big old rant, so I hope you guys enjoyed hearing me talk about some things, but in the next episode, I will be covering hookups, friends with benefits, relationships, why they don't work, and why you should stay away from them. I hope that you thoroughly enjoyed today's episode, and I hope that you will be back next time. So, yeah, um, I hope you liked it. Remember, this is Valentine's Day, and 